If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is your host, T. This is your host, Tia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top 10. Live. Geek Vibes Nation. Geek Vibes Nation. Nation. The top 10. The top 10. today and everything. <laughs> Lots of stuff going on. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Hello, 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 everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to the Top 10 by Geek Vibes Nation, just hopefully you're listening to us. Welcome again to another Top 10 by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm your host, as always, Tia, and I have with me my amazing co-host, Brittany. How are you doing this morning? I was going to say good morning, good morning. Um, I have, you know, we always start out with the cats, but you know, Dorian, I'm slowly earning his love. He's the one that's been standoffish since he was, like, born. And he decided to come over and sit on my head. So, you know, progress. <laughs> progress, is, bastard. progress is made. We love to hear it. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I have Lady, my dog, by my side, as always. So, you know, it's a good time with that. Um, what you call it? It's spring ahead. So the clock was changed. Brittany and I got to experience oh, I'm aware. the. Oh, Brittany and I got to experience the quirks of that this morning. Uh. What's funny is I warned everybody at work like before I left. I was like, "Don't forget Sunday," and they're like, "Oh, we won't." And here I am. I'm like, "Please kill me." <laughs> yeah, Brittany and I have been friends for about seven years now, and in many ways, we are similar. And in many ways, we are different. And the one thing that we differ on is I'm a morning person, and she is most certainly not. <laughs> I, I need my beauty sleep. I need all of it. Well, I guess I'm just okay with being ugly. <laughs> oh, God. You are not. I know. I just wanted to be self-deprecating for a second. It was my birthday yesterday, subtle flex, and so I'm allowed to do that. Um you know, at least I'm not one of those people that have, like, a birth month, people who just need, like, the entire month to be a celebration of them. And I'm like, I, it, I'm i fine with the one day. I'm going to need you to, like, you do it in reverse, though. You do it, like, oh, you know, you know my birthday was a week ago, right? You go, like, in the reverse. <laughs> you don't, you don't it's like, you know it's my birthday coming up? Like, you know, it's my birthday, you're going to do this to me right before my birthday? And now you're like, my birthday was a day ago, and you're going to be like this. I don't ask for a lot in life, so it's like when it comes to my birthday, it's like I'd like at least that one day. I had at least like that one day, but that's just me. That's just me. It it is what it is. Um, I'm now 31 years old, and I both feel older, but 
the same age at the same time. It's weird. It's like I never feel particularly different. It's just that when people ask you how old you are and you're like, oh, oh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> kind of questions. Uh, my, uh, there's something I was going to say with the birthdays. I'm trying to remember. Um, oh, man, I can't remember. I was going to tell you something. Like I was going to joke about your birthday, but now I can't remember it. <laughs> I I know, Brittany. I'm, I'm quite aware. Listen but here. Listen here, Linda. um that just reminded me of there's this youtuber called daz games i don't know if you ever heard of him but he has this like bit where there's always like a linda like linda doesn't exist but he's always like linda whenever something like goes wrong (laughs) so that's just like whoever you are isn't a real person but i'm gonna feel sorry for you the fictional linda but um we i I'm thankful for Brittany being here this morning for our top 10 most overrated movies. Um, I thought this would be fun for us to be salty for a hot second because when we get to do salty episodes, we usually do a pretty good job at it. We love being negative. We love being negative. Um, Yeah, so I thought that this would be fun. Um, I think we should just dive right into it. But, of course, before we do that, you know, we have to give a quick shout-out to our awesome friends over at Stranger Damies, who are currently now in their second campaign of their Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Stranger Damies is a part of the main Damie family of podcasts where they do They Call This a Movie, which is an awesome movie review podcast they do weekly. And Stranger Damies is great for people who are into D&D. If you're into 80s references and all that, you're going to have a good time when it comes to Stranger Damies. You can, of course, find Stranger Damies on Twitter and Instagram at Stranger Damies. They are part of Geek Vibes Nation. They're good friends of ours. Um, Dan and Mark, two of the members of Stranger Damies, have been on this podcast before. We just have to get Anthony on at some point, but please make sure that you go check them out. Show them some love. Let them know that Tia and Brittany sent you over there, and yeah, again, like, D&D is fun. People have loved it for years, and it seems to have gotten its uh, comeuppance again after Stranger Things came back, so make sure you check them out. But Brittany... Now let's get into the top 10. So why don't you start us start us off with your number 10 most overrated movie. I'm going to say one, but I'm going to need you to not hurt me. Okay? Okay, Tia? I'm here. Sorry. I had to uh, mute myself I, for a second. I, I, I was waiting for you to go. <laughs> I uh, fight club. Oh, that is de- – I hate that I'm putting that on the list right now. I don't like that. I don't like I'm that at sorry. all. I don't agree. <laughs> I will let you have your moment because I put Karate Kid on a, a, on a show a few um, weeks ago about bad endings in movies, and I, I think that hurt you, so apparently this is revenge for that. <laughs> you have to hurt me back. Is that what you're saying? No, no, I'm saying you're you're trying to hurt me back no, for having put Karate no. Kid. <laughs> like, no, okay, Fight Club is really good, right? And I mm-hmm. do like the twisted turns of it, 
But people obsess over it. People still refer back to it. And I do think it's a great movie, but I think people obsess over it way too much where they let it be like, they like make it be like their anthem, if that makes sense. And it's like, I get it. And I do enjoy it. And maybe I'd feel different about it if I maybe like, oh, I grew up with it and like watched it multiple times and I didn't watch it until I was an adult. But I don't know. It, it's good. It's good, Tia. It's just, I don't think it deserves quite the uh, the the cult following that it does. Please don't hurt me. I am Jack's utter disappointment. For those who don't know, those that that's a running theme in the movie. Um, I consider Fight Club my favorite movie of all time. Uh, still to this no, day. No, you don't. I do. I do. Just because I don't talk about it as often and I obsess over, say, you know, all the Marvel movies and everything, Fight Club is still to this day my favorite movie that I well, put then down. Well, why don't you argue your point of why you think it deserves <laughs> the following that it does? I love it. It's it maybe because I did grow up with it. Um all the themes to it, this whole, you know, the whole thing is with Edward Norton's character having insomnia and talking about the way that the world is obsessive over over materialistic and superficial shit. And it's like this desire to break away from the corporate frenzy of constantly shoving materialistic shit down your throat. And with his insomnia he creates this alternate personality in freaking Brad Pitt as Tyler Durden. And you don't know the entire movie that Tyler Durden doesn't exist. Well, that Edward Norton is Tyler Durden, not Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is just his subconscious, but it's like, you don't know that entire movie. Um, If you go back and watch it, you see like the little hints, but there's still, it's still like so out of left field, but it's, fucking phenomenal you have meatloaf as um bob the way the whole fucking movie starts this is bob bob has bitch tits um the whole thing between and like no one say like a good person which is like the greatest thing about it's like no one really is a hero for you to be rooting for um freaking you have edward norton's character and helena bonacartum who literally go to support groups for illnesses that they don't have but they do it because they're so void of anything any emotion or feeling in their life that they go there to cry so that they could sleep properly um it's so fucking messed up and edward norton this whole time thinks that helena bona carter is having a relationship with brad pitt's character when in fact she's having a relationship with edward norton's character the whole entire movie edward norton's character does this thing where he always talks about like i am jack's utter utter disappointment on this on that the fucking scene where he's beating the shit out of Jared Leto, and he's literally like, "I just want to destroy something beautiful." I mean, if you hate, if you hated Jared Leto, I mean, it's a great fucking movie because he literally gets the shit beat out of him in it. Um, oh. And then, the, and then the very end where they're, you know, Edward Norton and Helena are standing there, and you start seeing the buildings come down because of the movement that Tyler Durden was able to push actually accomplished what they were looking to do. I love it. It's an anarchy sort of film. It's like 
anything that, say, Heath Ledger's Joker wanted to do in The Dark Knight, it was almost like semi-accomplished in Fight Club. This whole anarchy, let's bring down these big corporations that are literally controlling people's lives and telling them what's important. You know, it's like, oh, you don't have the latest Gucci bag, then you're fucking shit. You know, it's to me, growing up as a angry teen who was like spelling her name with the A with the anarchy symbol. I, I ate Fight Club up. I don't agree that it's a movie that you should look up to. You know, there's some, like I saw this one thing that it's like if you meet a guy and he idolizes Tyler Durden, you should turn around. And I'm like, I agree with that. Um, I agree that none of the people in the movie are good fucking people, but I still love the movie. Maybe it's like I know it's probably like an age different thing too because it came out in 1999. You got to remember, I was four. Wait, no, I was five years old in 1999. So I had time for the hype. What? It's not like I saw it when I was nine. I saw it when I was in high school. I don't know. I just my thing is like it is really good. I'm not going to take that away from it, and I'm not going to take the fact away that it's your favorite movie. I guess just for me. You know, growing up, I always heard uh, rule one, don't talk about Fight Club or something like that. And it's like, <laughs> and I, I remember just everybody so obsessed with it. And I watched it and I was like, man, this movie is really good. But as the years gone on and I kind of watched it a couple more times, I was like, yeah, I mean, it's really great. But I mean, people have like made this like their life mission kind of movie. Like, like I think that you're a big fan of it, but there's some people that are like ravenous over this movie. Well, because I think people are taking the message that was in the movie too seriously, but the whole point of the movie is showing, like, that you shouldn't do that, <laughs> you know? Like, because the, like, the whole thing, right, you hear about Fight Club, and they're like, the first rule of Fight Club is don't talk about Fight Club, and you're like, oh, it's a movie literally about a Fight Club. It's not. This whole Fight Club idea and don't talk about it is just a way to, like, get all these people to form this group that's, like, really tight-knit so that when they want – so when Tyler Durden starts slowly feeding them this information about how big – you know, corporate America is bad and how we need to fight against it. It's like it starts, you know, it's like, a cult. it is a, but that's the thing. It is a cult. Cause at the end, it's like, none of them have their names. They're like, we're all Tyler Durden, you know, it's very Negan. We're all, Negan. Like we're, we're, all, all Tyler Durden. we're all Tyler Durden, you know? So it's like, that's the whole point of it. Right. Um, and it's like, you're not supposed to actually join this cult in, like, real life. Like, the point of showing you in the movie is, like, yes, big corporate is bad, but also reacting this way is bad as well. It's, like, showing you that there can be a middle ground. Um, so, yeah, with the people who make Fight Club their entire personality, it's, like, they're missing the entire point, I feel, of the movie. Um one last thing I'll say about what I love about this movie is that I just think it's creative. There's that one part in the movie, right, where Tyler Durden, like Brad Pitt's Tyler Durden, says that his job is that he, like, does the movie reels at a movie theater. He's the one who, like, changes the, you know, reels when it needs to. Um, and what he does and for fun is... Corman. 
he literally splices porn. But if you watch the movie and if you blink at some points or you pause at some points, they do that in the movie. Because I've watched it over and over again where I'm like, wait, what the fuck did I just see? And I, like, like stop it and rewind. And it's like they literally do that throughout the movie during times not when Tyler Durden's talking about it. It's just other times in the movie all of a sudden, like, a porn scene is spliced in. And you're like, holy fuck. To me, as a movie, I think it's brilliant. I love Fight Club. I will never not love Fight Club. I guess guess I can understand, again, what you mean by that there are some people who take this film too seriously. Um, But as a movie, I think it's fucking perfect. And if they ever tried to redo it, I would literally, like, vomit. (laughs) It doesn't need to be fixed. No, not at all. Um, So I love this movie. I hate that you put it on the list, but I will allow it. Girl, I'm sorry. I will allow it. I'm even sure though... that she'll put something on that I love later, like Silence <laughs> or something. I wasn't thinking about it because I will admit that it's a fucking great movie, but you gave me an idea. <laughs> Have a lot of Karate Kid? Oh, yeah, that's a very overrated movie. Um, You're Anyway, let's move on from Fight Club. I'm going to see what I want to put on here. Um, What's going to hurt you the most? Let me think about it. (laughs) I'm not a vindictive person like you are. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, it's the funniest thing I've heard all day. I am going to put it. I know that you've seen these movies, but I don't believe that you're overly a fan but i want to put them down because i feel like suddenly i'm seeing like this huge love again for these movies and i'm like i thought we all acknowledge that these movies are crap and well, we I moved on yes i can already guess oh my god is it the tiktok like what's going on with tiktok right now no what the fuck is that i'm talking about twilight i'm talking about twilight TikTok oh. is insane with Twilight lately, and I'm like, I thought we agreed this was an awful series. See, I don't see that because, again, like, I, the one thing I'll say about TikTok is that it's so good with its algorithm. You, like, you know, I've hated on TikTok for so long because I'm like, I hate these fucking, you know, like, teens who are doing all these dances and becoming famous for this shit. But it's like, if you, I think the algorithm is like, if you watch, like, three videos that are uh, similar, like, all together all of a sudden it starts showing you those things so it's like my algorithm is full of like millennials making fun of gen z native american tiktok heavy metal tiktok and like food tiktok and it's the best fucking thing so i don't see the twilight thank god i can't see the twilight because they're like funny things right like where people are making fun of it but also like really like bringing home like it's like it's like people have got Stockholm syndrome for fucking Twilight, and I don't understand. Well, I bring it up because I'm seeing it on Twitter. All of a sudden, my Twitter oh, no. feeds are like talking highly about this movie. And again, it's like I thought we all acknowledged that these movies were terrible, but apparently not. Apparently, people are trying to bring them back, and I want to gag. Um, like baby. Who told you this was a good movie? Did your parents lie to you? You know, some of those kids that were born during that time are getting older. 
I know, I know. And it's like, so Twilight, um, I was in college, but like my freshman year of college, right? I believe when the first movie came out. And people were obsessed, Brittany. I li- like, it's not a joke. I, people were literally um, walking around with freaking t-shirts of Team Jacob and it- Team Edward. I kid you not. Makes me gag. I know, it does make me gag. Um, Brittany, talk for one second. I'm just going to mute myself. No, you're fine. I think, like, with, with TikTok I'm seeing right now, it's like, the things are funny. And, like, I never, for a second, I couldn't tell if people just didn't like it. And Maybe they were like, oh, okay. did it wrong or something. Tia, you're not muted, buddy. Oh, shit. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. I had to take care of something, everyone. But um, what you know calls it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know about Twilight. It's like when I, I was, was in college. A kid. When when I, when I was younger, I think like in high school, my mom got me the book, right? Because it was number one and shit like that and all that, right? And so she was like, oh, my kid's a teenager. This is number one amongst other teenagers and shit like that. Here, let me get this for her. And I, I think I've said this before. I think I got like five pages in and like shut the book completely and just fucking threw it out because I got to the part where Bella was like, I'm half albino. And I was like, okay, no, I can't fucking handle this anymore, right? But yeah. it's like when I was in college, I freaking remember all the Team Edward, Team Jacob fucking t-shirts and shit like that. And I just was like, why do people like this shit so much? It's such a bad message for, like, young girls, right? You know, with Edward being so obsessive and Bella, like, being so, like, suicidal for him. That's what I'm saying. It's like, what kind of messages are these promoting for children? Because she doesn't want to live a life without him or, like, something like that. Or she wants, because he leaves, right? Because he's like, oh, you know, I'm bad for you. And she ends up trying to, like, throws herself off a cliff, I think. It's been a long time. (laughs) No, I know. It's like, and I've, listen, it's like, I've never seen the movies. So... You know, people may say, oh, well, you've never seen them. How could you make a judgment? But I think I can make a judgment just fine. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> I've seen clips. I've seen things about the film. I think that it's a, as a franchise, first of all, it's ugly looking. Like, I've seen YouTube clips. I've seen that clip of the baseball-like scene and everything, which is just fucking laughable that it even is a scene. It's I don't like the effects. I don't like the makeup. I don't like the graphics. Everything is in this weird, like, greenish-gray hue that I don't understand. Um, so it's like I really don't get it at all what the love for this franchise is um maybe you can help me because you've seen all the movies right i didn't see all the movies see i read all the books because it was during that time where everybody was reading it and Mm -hmm. i never was team edward and i was never team uh jacob i had to remember his name i never got that far with it because the movies were so bad like i remember watching the first one and going 
oh no, this is awful, because she had no personality. Um, she didn't really have personality in the book, and now looking back, I'm like, because I read all the books, but I don't know. And then uh, the uh, creator was going to make uh, like a gender version, and it kept getting like leaked, and she threw a fit and was like, I'm not going to finish this now. And I was like, well, alrighty then. Alrighty then. Yeah, I it's like far be for me to like criticize another writer, but Stephanie Meyer cannot write. I'm sorry. First of all, when I I understand that it's like that book was specifically um, you know, that franchise was specifically catered towards a young adult audience, but if you actually look at the book, it's in a font that freaking is like for children like the font's so big there's hardly like any lines on the paper or anything like that and the way it's written is in such like basic language that and again i'm people will say oh well that's because it's supposed to again cater to a young adult audience but i still sit there and go it's very childlike and it's teaching these lessons to impressionable young teenagers that it should not be teaching I don't know what you just made me think of. Oh, um, oh, like, you know, when you have to write an essay and you have to hit the three to five page limit, so you just increase the font size ever so slightly. You increase the font size and then you increase, like, the spacing, you know, like, oh, yeah, no one will notice that I made it um, 2.5 instead of just 2, you know? (laughs) TikToks where it's like, they're going to know. How would they know? How would they know? How How are they they ever going to know? (laughs) So, yeah, so Twilight is my number 9. I think it's very overrated. I don't know where the love is coming from again for these books and movies. Um, But I wanted to stop. Um, The only desire that I've ever had to watch Twilight is to just do a podcast like this where we just shit on it. Um, That is my only reason why I've ever thought, like, maybe I should watch it. But besides that, um, but then I see clips of it because, again, it's going around Twitter. And I sit there and go, yeah, no, never mind. (laughs) Man. I do not go watch it and go top ten worst moments of the Twilight. <laughs> the I would only do the first movie because I don't want to watch the whole series. No, fuck that, fuck that. But um, yeah, so that's my number nine, Brittany. What's your number eight? I think I'm gonna go with one I actually like. Right, one movie I actually am a big fan of. I'm gonna go with Unbreakable. Like, from the, the, the glass. Oh, man, too. really? You love that movie. I do love that movie. But as a movie itself, it's not... It's kind of... I'm trying to think of the word for it. It ends so abruptly, and it doesn't... It's kind of like, yes, the twists are fun, right? And the meat, the meat of the movie is really good. But the whole time you're sitting there going, okay, I need this to, like... Like, we only have 20 minutes left. How are you going to fit the ending in? And then they, like, basically cop out with, like, oh, instantly catch the villain. And I guess it, like, leads into the other movies. But nobody thought there was going to be another movie until Split. There was, like, a 12-year, like, hiatus between each of these movies, Tia. 
Like, yeah, and I feel like I remember you saying, because we've talked about these movies before, and I feel like I remember you saying something along the lines of, like, you know, it, they wait till like, the very end to do shit. Yeah, there's a 16-year, uh, I almost said a 16-year uh, split from split, but uh, <laughs> they they waited so long, and yes, you had great actors in it. I guess it's just like, why did people lash onto this movie so bad? Because I get it where it was like, oh, you know, comic books were about, you know, actual heroes that existed, and they're supposed to tell us of the past and all this stuff, and I'm like, Okay, if you just really focused on, uh, I almost said Tom Hanks' character, uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Bruce Willis' character, you know, really developing his powers and going from that. And he, you know, starts saving people at night and he wears a raincoat or like a poncho so that he stays dry because the water weakens him. And it's like, if you really focused on that, but they focus so much on like, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character, like, really, like, having a part in it, only to be like, yeah, you know how there's a twist that actually I was the one killing everyone to see who would be the yin to my yang, and it's like, oh, okay. I just, like, I love it, but it definitely, it's not, it's not a a good movie by, like, regular, uh, like, what would you call it? Yes. Yeah, so I've never seen Unbreakable. The only movie that I've seen in this little trilogy has been Split, which I thought was quite good. Um, my Split only thing is really good. I'm feeling that probably the love for, say, Unbreakable comes from the fact that you had Bruce Willis, who was kind of like the it guy at that point for action movies, and you have Samuel L. Jackson, who's always very popular. Um, and... Correct me if I'm wrong, this was after the two of them were together in one of the Die Hard movies. Oh, I didn't know about that. That might be it. Maybe it's like, you know, and I guess that, like why some of these movies become overrated is you have someone that really liked it and then they show it to their kids when they're older and they're like, oh, you know, this movie is really good. You know, I was obsessed with it. And the kid's like, well, my parent was obsessed with it. That's kind of like, like the Grease movies. Oh, I love Grease one. <laughs> My mom actually hated the first Grease film. I never saw the second because I heard it was crap, and I was like, I didn't think that you needed a sequel to that movie to begin with. My mom is obsessed with the second one, but the second one was the first one she ever saw. Oh, no, no, no. To me, it's like I saw the first Grease movie, and I really loved it. Um, but my mom hated it. Like when I told her when I was younger that it was like one of my friends from school had showed me Grease because she was really obsessed. And I, I remember telling her, I'm like, oh, my God, we saw Grease. And my mom was like, I hate that movie. <laughs> You're like, thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. But um, the way of Tia, she didn't say Mom. She says Ma. Ma. <laughs> Ma. <laughs> but, yeah, I – um. You know, from what you've said about Unbreakable, and it's it's funny because I feel like I've heard people when they talk about the trilogy, they hold Unbreakable to such like a high standard, like that, as if that's the best one in the trilogy. It's like I really like it. It's just my thing is is that they it's so abrupt, and I guess some people are like, oh, it doesn't. I feel like there was a certain age of like 
movies that literally want to just like change it up and be different. I felt like it wanted to be different for the sake of being different. But as for like like the viewer, there is like you can't just be like have a whole movie where it's like it felt like lukewarm the entire time and the moment it was starting to get hot at the end, it ended. Yeah, I don't like movies. For a shower to warm up and finally being comfortable and then the water shutting off and you're like (laughs) just getting to the good part. No, I totally like get what you're saying. I'll have to I feel like I should go and watch it because people talk about it all the time. This has been like one of like what, the third, fourth time we've spoken about this movie on one of our top tens. I feel like I should go back and watch it. You should. Uh, I think <laughs> I think you would be very like the fuck. Like you would get what I was talking about. And that's why it's like I'm afraid of getting hate for this podcast, but there's just some movies it's like you love them, I just don't always get it. It doesn't make the movie any worse. I just don't understand people's like cult following where they make it their entire existence type movies. You know what I mean? No, I get you. Um I'm trying to think who else does that where it's like the Harry Potters, their entire existence. Oh, my um, God. They they take a freaking quiz online that tells them what house they're in, and suddenly it's like, oh, I have to be enemies with anybody. It's like the Zodiac signs, except down to, like, yes. four houses. <laughs> I am tired of the Gemini slander on TikTok. I, I swear. Well, Geminis are the worst. <laughs> Wow. As a Pisces, as a Pisces, I have to say, you Geminis. No. (laughs) You're best friends with a Gemini. You're dating a Gemini. I don't know who other Geminis you have in your life, but I feel very attacked. And which, on that note, when people are like, oh, they're two-faced, I'm like, I'm so tired of that. They're twins. I can't help that they're twins. Um... What you calls it? No, you, Paulie, and Cindy are Gemini's. We always just laugh because I remember when Paulie and I first started dating, we were looking at like zodiac signs, and he was saying something along the lines of like how Pisces and Gemini should like never fucking like be in a romantic relationship with each other, oh, and we're like, no. well, <laughs> we're some years in right now, so <laughs> guess we're gonna stick around. But it's just funny because it's like, you know, some I don't know how much i like believe in the whole zodiac thing i don't think i do much at all fun huh they're fun yeah they're fun but like some people like really believe that like you'll say you know they're like what are you and it's like you say and they go oh well that explains a lot and it's like no like i'm not just a sign like you can't just say like that explains a lot or or oh i know who you are and it's like no you don't no you don't no you don't but um i'm gonna hit number seven good pick with unbreakable um let me see who i have yeah um mine is going to be i i'm very sure that you've never seen this um movie but it came out i think two years ago uh the irishman on netflix dude i've not seen it but i i've heard good things but okay well i think it's overrated (laughs) (laughs) so the irishman is directed by martin scorsese it stars al pacino robert de niro and um joe pesci right 
And it's like, it's three and a half hours long, first of all. So it's like super long. Um, so it takes you forever to freaking even say watch it. I, at one point, think I paused it because I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, going forever. And I paused it, and it was, like, an hour in. You still had two and a half hours left oh of the fucking movie. Oh, my God. Um, so, you know, it to me it crawled. And I just didn't think that the story was that good. I mean, they had where I think it was, like, Robert De Niro – was um you know the primary guy the whole thing is like that he was say like the first irish men irish men get the irishman to uh freaking get a ring which only it was only reserved for like italians and everything like that um but the thing that was like so weird about the movie is that the movie was taking place primarily say in the past but and they tried to do this like de-aging technology it didn't look good like robert de niro didn't look young and in the scenes where like he was supposed to be young and his age his face was de-aged it's like he still had the body of like an old man like there was one scene where he literally had to like go and beat up a guy for being fresh with his daughter and it looked like just an old guy stomping this dude out it didn't look believable you know it's like and again like no offense to like old men you know but it's just like you couldn't have gotten say like a younger actor to play the younger versions of these characters and then when you go to the say like present uh tense when they're supposed to be old just then use say rob de niro joe pesci and shit like that they're um, like cheaper this way, and it's like, yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Um, you know, I will say that there were good things about it. A lot of people praised Al Pacino's performance, and he certainly did a really good job. Um, it was interesting because he was playing the real life person. Uh, what's his name? Jimmy Hoffa. Um, yeah. And you know, they went into because you know, no one's ever found. Hoffa's body so you don't really know what happened and they never fucking will but the movie like kind of does its own like alternative reality of you know what they I guess would think happened to Jimmy um so that was interesting Uh, to me I thought that the best performance was done by Joe Pesci um I thought he did a really good job as the character but I don't know i disliked it and it kind of made me like sad too because the whole story is a story of uh robert de niro's character and he in the movie has a family and everything he has kids and stuff but now he's an old man and he's in jail and he gets released from jail and like none of his family's there his family's like never his daughters like never visit him he's like dying and shit like that it's just really sad like towards the end you know and me having like where it's like, okay, I gotta do these awful things, but I also don't want to see an old man die alone type feel. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. That's exactly how I felt about it. So I didn't under, I didn't like it, you know, and it's nothing against, like, Martin Scorsese. I mean, he's given us a lot of phenomenal movies, but it kind of feels like Martin sat there and said, like, oh, I want to make a gangster movie, which is kind of part of the course of what he does. And it's like he wants to give you a gangster movie and then he wants to like use these actors who don't 
like, shouldn't be in this movie because they're not young enough, you know? And it's like, I get it, they're phenomenal actors. You've worked with them, like, a shit time before, but they just don't make sense in this role. Yeah, no, I agree. So, yeah, The Irishman is my pick. Um, it was nominated for an Oscar in 2019. I did not think it deserved one at all. I thought it was very overrated, the praise that it got. I found it extremely boring. I found it hard to get through three and a half hours, and I just thought that it didn't make sense. I think it's, like, uh, one of those things where it's, like, it, you ever felt like some movies bait for, like, a good rating because, of like, like of what they are like the subject matter yeah it's total oscar bait you can tell that like when you watch movies you watch certain movies and you're like oh yeah they're specifically doing this movie because they're trying to get an oscar i just think that like like oscar nominations and stuff it's just like most of the time where i'm like yeah that was a really good movie but it almost lacks heart you know what i mean like it almost feels forced Well, yeah, that's how I feel sometimes, and I felt like that's what the Irishman felt to me. It felt very forced, like Martin just, Martin Scorsese just wanted to get another Oscar or wanted to get an Oscar nod at the very least, and it just felt very disingenuous. So, yeah, number seven is going to be the Irishman. Um, Brittany, would you like to give us your number six? I'm going to go with, man, I'm trying not to get beat up today, T.F., I'm, uh, okay, I'm going to go with this, but just know I am a big fan of the series, okay? I just, I also do think that people okay. obsess over it a lot. I'm going to go through the motions. I'm going to go with Star Wars. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I understand. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I'm not going to beat you up over that. I most likely agree um but give me your arguments i think what it is for me is like of all the movies that people have like and i think it has to go with like oh you know the time it came out and there not being anything like it you know and but i think it's like going back through the history of it where it's like i do love the thought of like an open space world right but I don't think the Jedis are that cool anymore. I think the Jedis are kind of dicks. And people, like, idolize them. It's like, Jedis don't deal in absolutes. But also, we can't control our emotions, so we can never be in a relationship because emotions are bad. And then they go, oh, here's the Sith who were bad because they have accepted their emotions. And it's like, and, you know, they can't control them. And I'm like, um, I kind of, I, I get it, but... You know, I, that's why, like, I felt like the Mandalorian focused on, like, yeah, there's two sides of this war. Every time y'all celebrate, you know, beating us, it normally means that millions of us die in the Empire. Yeah, I, and I really love that when it came to the Mandalorian, too, like, the story that they were going with, because it's like, you've only seen things from the pers- uh, the perception of, you know, Jedi and Sith, and it's like... Both are, you know, some, okay, this is going to, like, I agree with you. I want you to keep going of why you think it's overrated, but it's like, sometimes I forget who's who. <laughs> I'm like, wait, who are the people that we're supposed to be, like, rooting for again? Because um, it's just, like, I don't understand it. Um, the Jedi, certainly. But anyway, you, you know what? Before I do it, you you keep going. No, what it is is, is like, 
I, I think it's like, hard because it's like, it goes back to, it's not really the movies for me, it's the obsessive fanning for it, if that makes sense. It's like people make it their entire existence. They're like, you know, it, I'm it, it makes sense, yeah. And I'm like, it is really cool because you've watched how, you know, I became obsessed with Transformers and even for a time you were obsessed with Transformers. But I could also accept that, hey, they're just giant transforming robots, you know, and then like, but you wouldn't want to argue, be like, but they have a rich history and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. It's like, yeah, a lot of that lore wasn't established until later on when it first started. You just had guys with like with crystals and a sword that lit up because they had the force and the force is like in like i think in the canon it's like just like like i don't know what it's called i want to call it mitochondria but basically these little like basically like bacteria in the air that causes you to have the force like i don't remember what it is like but they've definitely had some canon shifts but i feel like you know, Star Wars were always big, but I almost hate that Disney got it because Disney really just, like, I don't know. Their movies aren't good. Mandalorian's really good. But I think it's because they got away from the Jedi and the Sith. Um, well, you know, it's like you still had, you know, the Jedi, but it wasn't, like, the main focus. No, I 100% agree. Um, you know, I went back and rewatched like, the old Star Wars um, movies, and I just, like, I didn't think that they held up, honestly, like, at all, especially that, like, third one, I forget what it's called, where, like, everyone freaking loves it, you know, where they defeat Darth Vader and all that shit, I was like, I don't understand the love for this, um, and, like, to me, I kind of like the prequels, because that's what I grew up on, but I did not like the new ones at all. I thought The Last Jedi was, like, the worst piece of garbage that I've ever fucking seen. Um, and to I me, wish it's Kylo like, kept his helmet on. What'd you say? I wish Kylo kept his helmet on. <laughs> I know. That's, like, the a big thing. I remember when we talked about it in The Force Awakens. Yeah, much better. Back then. But it's like, I just, you know, I think that they're a little overrated. And like you said, some people make it literally their personality. Um, But, you know, I just, and I like Disney, you know, I like what they do with the Marvel movies. You know, I grew up on Disney, but I will agree that probably selling the rights to Star Wars wasn't the best thing for uh, George Lucas and Star Wars to do is to give away like the rights to Disney because they just don't know what the fuck they're doing. He's over here like, I'm trying my tears with this money. No, I <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I agree. Star Wars is just like, and I'm sure that's going to get us a shit ton of hate. People are going to be like, screw you guys. You know, what the fuck? Like, Star Wars is the best. Um, but Star Trek is better. <laughs> uh, uh, Tia, that's how you get death threats, okay? No, I know, I know. I'm ready for people to be like, what the fuck did you just say? It's like, well, I said what I freaking said. I, I, I said what I said. <laughs> but, yeah, so Star Wars is a good one. I 100% agree. Um, let's go with number five. Let me look at my list here. 
I'm going to put a big one as well on this list, and I'm not doing it because of what's happening recently. I swear I'm doing it because I've always felt this way. Um, and I'm going to put Avatar. I think Avatar oh, is so oh, fucking oh. I've never seen it. I, I think it's so overrated. First of all, I'll, let me give you a recap, right? Like, Avatar came out, like, 13 years ago or something like that. It came out a while ago. And it was, like, the top rated, like, made the most money on the history of ever. And then when Endgame came out two years ago, Endgame beat it, right? Well, you know, now with, like, things kind of lifting um, around the world with restrictions and the movie theaters opening back up, they're starting to, like, re-release certain movies. So in China, they've re-released Avatar, and now, like, people went to go see it, so now Avatar's back at being, like, the most, you know, money and shit. It's and I'm like, does that re- And I'm like, does that really count? I was like, it's just being re-released, you know? It's not, like, during its original run, like, Endgame. And it's like, in the end, it's like, who really cares? They both made, like, a shit ton of money. And it's like, but Endgame beat out Avatar while it was in its original run. Like, I don't know how... It's allowed that Avatar can take the crown that way, being re-released. But whatever, Avatar, I've always thought was a bit overrated. Even when I went to go see it in the theaters, it's like if you think about, and I know you said that you haven't seen it, but the story of Avatar is basically Romeo and Juliet. It's basically the same thing. You know, you have two people from two different walks of life, um, and they can't be with each other, but they fight, uh, you know, hell and high water to be with each other, and blah, 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 you know? And it's just, it's just a Romeo and Juliet story, just with blue people. <laughs> you know, they they have it where, you know, it's this alien species, and I forget what they're called, but, you know, they're these big blue people, and then you have the, the bad... What did you say? Navi? I don't fucking know. I'm not going to pretend that I remember. (laughs) (laughs) But, and then you have like, ooh, bad humans and everything. They want to take their planet because it's rich with, you know, nature and shit like that. And they, you know, make themselves avatars that look like this other species. But then the guy who is that, playing that avatar starts like loving that culture and that species and falls in love with like the daughter of the king and all that shit and then it's like who does he really fight for the you know woman that he loves or his species and blah 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 and it's like I didn't like it I just again thought that it it was a movie that relied so heavily on its visuals which weren't bad you know by today's standards it's like it's I think it still holds up from what I've seen. I mean, I haven't watched it since, but it's like, you know, when it first came out, it was like, you know, it was in 3D. It, it, Avatar was the thing that, like, kicked off the 3D trend. I don't know how old you were, if you remember, but there was a time after Avatar came out where every movie was in 3D, even if they shouldn't have been. Like, the third Toy Story movie was in 3D. Oh, there was I no reason. Remember. Yeah, and it's like, so Avatar, like, kicked off the whole 3D trend. So it's like when Avatar first came out, it was like, whoa, look, it's in 3D. Whoa, look at the, you know, graphics. This is so groundbreaking for the time that's come out. And it's like, but now, if you look all these years later, it's like, okay, well, 
the graphics aren't that groundbreaking anymore. So all you have to judge it on is the story. And the story, again, as I said, is just basically a bootleg Romeo and Juliet. Dude, and I hate Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) I do, too. You know how I feel about Romeo and Juliet. I hate that story. They met for two days, and then they're killing themselves over each other. You know? I fucking hate that shit. (laughs) I I, I know everybody's like, well, you're not supposed to, like, want, you know, you're not supposed to, like, want to be it, but you still have kids obsess over it. Like, like, Romeo and Juliet. Taylor's like, no. Taylor Swift did a whole song on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love this bleeding. Degrees are forever. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I just disliked Avatar. I think that it's incredibly overrated. People love it. Um, they're apparently coming out with like a million sequels that they've been talking about for years. Like, and I just don't see, but. Uh, I was going to say, I don't see what the need or the call for it is, but apparently there is a call for it because there are Avatar fans out there, um, and there are fans of James Cameron. It's funny because people are, you know, again, like doing this whole tug of war between Avatar and Endgame where people are like, ha, Avatar, you know, uh, beat out Endgame. And it's like, you know who is winning during this whole thing? Fucking Disney. Because they own both. They're like, Really? Oh, the mouse. Gangsta mouse. He's coming for your money. Uh, You know, Disney owns Avatar, and they own the Marvel movies. So to them, they're like, yeah, keep fighting over these movies (laughs) so that we can make a shit ton of money. Right, because some people are like, well, I have to go see that movie so it wins. You know Avengers is just going to win again, though. I someone I've seen several people say like just wait until Endgame gets re-released. Like as soon as Endgame gets re-released in the theaters, people are going to go see that, and it's just going to be this tug of war between Endgame and Avatar. Well, they're both long ass movies, by the way. Well, yeah, I forget how long Avatar is. It feels like forever, but Endgame is three hours. But I don't mind Endgame being three hours. Like. The Irishman being three and a half hours felt torturous, but for me, it's like, I don't mind Endgame being three hours. I'm like, it's the end of this huge saga and had to, like, go through a lot, and so to me, it makes sense for it to be as long as it is, but, yeah, Avatar, no. (laughs) No, I feel that. I still haven't even seen it. I know my parents liked it, but I never hear them talk about it again. Yeah, to me, it's very forgettable because, again, once you get past the graphics, the story doesn't stand up. I know. Um, there, there was something else I was going to say about it. I really don't remember anything about it. Like, I haven't seen it, but I always just hear people talk about how pretty it is. And I'm like, that's good for you. But what about the story? Can you tell me the plot? No, and again, I I think that if you talk to anyone who's a fan of Avatar, the thing that they jump on is like, oh, it's so gorgeous. And it's like, I'm not taking that away from the movie. I I recognize that it's a pretty movie, but again, what of the story? <laughs> so yeah, I don't get it. Um, but I guess congratulations to Avatar for beating out Endgame. 13 years or so after your original run <laughs> like doesn't doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me how that's possible 
I'm just saying if, you know, they didn't re-release it due to, like, COVID and shit, right? They wouldn't have ever re-released it if it weren't for the fact that, you know, COVID happened and now they have to start, you know, getting the movie theaters filled up again. But, you know, there's no original movies right now, so they're like, let's re-release some of the big ones, right, um, to get our money going. It's like, I get that, but I just don't understand how that counts <laughs> at all. I know. But, I, I wish they would be like, well, they win again and be like, <sighs> Yeah, but, you know, we still technically beat you. You're kind of like, that's kind of like completing a race and someone, they keep running past the finish line. You're like, I already won. They're like, yeah, but look, I'm further than you now. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. It doesn't make sense. It should not count. So I don't count it, but whatever. Um, Brittany, what's your number four? Let me see it here because I have two more, correct? Uh, yes, you do. I'm going to go with Batman versus Superman. Ah, that was on my list, too. <laughs> oh, no, I don't give a shit. Because I have one for my number one. Uh, that laugh at, but Batman versus Superman. Because, dude, did we see two different movies? Did I see a movie differently than other people? Because I feel Apparently. like... <laughs> because, uh, like, I'm like, I feel like... I'm, Taking like crazy pills. I was at like before COVID and everything. I was at like uh, not a Christmas party. One of my friends would always want to watch like WWE, and they would do like the pay per view, right, or like whatever it is called. And everybody would come over, and I remember there were some guys that I knew back from GameStop days, and I said. Oh, you know, well, well, I go, I just don't see how anybody sees the new DC movies as good, and they're like. Superman, I was like, did we see the same? And they were like legitimately hurt over it. I thought it was ridiculous. I was like, dude, I was like, this is not a good movie. What are you talking about? And they're like, no, no, no. Like, like, it's just different. You know, it's just a different style. And I'm like, a different kind of bad that makes tricks you into thinking it's good. Yeah, I am convinced that I've seen a different movie than other people have. And and my thing is, like, if you made a good movie, why do you have to continuously put out different versions of your movie? And I know, and I know I'm not – this is separate from, like, Justice League, right? But Batman vs. Superman also had different versions. It had its theatrical cut. It had its extended director's cut, and then it just recently came out on DVD with, like, a different cut. And it's like, if your movie's so good, why do you got to keep putting out a thousand different versions of the movie? It's like, oh, no, 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 no. What you saw in theaters, you know, it it wasn't his original vision. Um, You know, you got to watch the one that has an extra 30 minutes on it to really, you know, understand. You know, I think what gets me is, like, the movie itself is bad, right? But you do have, like, the obsessive fans. But they're, like, the type that, like, you know, like, when people are like, oh, you said this, it's, it means you're a fucking awful human being. And in, in some cases, I'm like, okay, I get where you would get that, uh, that, that, uh, that opinion. But on this, it's like, you don't like this movie? You must be a shit, awful, fucked up human being. Fuck you. And, like... And in some cases, they're like, oh, go kill yourself. And I'm like, that's really yeah. fucked up. If they, you say something like, negative yeah. about, like, 
if you say something negative about their god, Zack Snyder, they're like, you're a worthless human being. You clearly don't know anything good with your life. You said the most fucked up thing ever, um, and you should go kill yourself. And it's like, it's a movie. It's a and fucking movie. come from the most, like, people, like, I'll see somebody freak out, and I'll look at their Twitter, and their Twitter is, like, very, like, oh, you know, acceptance, and very, like, oh, <laughs> you know, very, like, zen, and all. But I'm like, you're telling like like so you don't get ravenous over these other things but you'll get it over not liking a movie that i cannot quote to you even though i've seen it i've blocked it out of my memory i've seen that before where you see their profile and it's all about like love and acceptance and all that and then you again talk badly about their god Zack Snyder and ooh you know you the claws come out but um right on so he's like trolling everyone and I'm like dude are you you're playing with fire over here you people are crazy that like seriously I don't understand the love for Batman versus Superman I really feel as if we're like watching two different movies because people will sit there and be like, justice league was so awful. And it is, it was so awful, but it's like, I don't see the difference between justice league and Batman versus Superman. I'm like, they're kind of all in the same vein of being awful movies. Um, you know, but I would watch justice league over Batman versus Superman. Yes. 100%. 100%. Um, You know, I'll go quick. Like, we've shat on Batman versus Superman so many times, but it's like, you know, Henry Cavill was fine as Superman. I think he is a good casting, right? Yes. It's just they never seem to know what to do with him. Um, You know, I did not like Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. Not only did I feel like he wasn't a good age to be Bruce Wayne, I didn't like this whole tired, um, you know, act of his it looked like ben affleck didn't even want to be there you know and it's like uh, he looked like he was just like but i will say you know like reading some things about it it's like his heart was not into it from the beginning like they said that he was kind of like in a rough spot mentally as it was and that i think like all the ravenous fans and stuff like just put him like over again if that makes sense well, I mean, that could happen, you know? I mean, that could happen to people, um, and it's understandable, right? Um, that's yeah. why, like, I didn't understand people who want him back as Batman so badly. And I'm like, Ben Affleck himself said that he doesn't want to come back because it just was too much for him. And I'm yeah. like, you know, if you were such a fan, you should respect his decision with this. Um I respect it more than you guys, and I'm not even, say, like, the biggest fan of his work, you know? I just um, like all the movies that he's in. Oh, my God. Can I tell you really quick, really quick thing? I said the most embarrassing thing. Uh, to me, I thought it was quite embarrassing. Um So, you know how I've been doing, like, a bunch of interviews with the people from American Gods? Well, like, last week, I interviewed Omid Abtahi, who plays Salim, on American Gods. And 
like more towards the end of the interview, I was just kind of like saying like, you know, you've popped up in a lot of things. And I said, uh, probably within the last year or so I watched Argo for the first time and I was surprised to see you pop up there. And he laughs and he's like, oh, wow. He's like, you just watched Argo. He was like, that came out a long time ago. He's like, is there any specific, you know, like reason? And without even thinking, I was like, yeah, I just wasn't that big of a fan of Ben Affleck. Um, (laughs) And then, like, I quickly backtracked. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I I just wasn't familiar with his work. And now I've seen it. And he's a really good visionary. And Omi just like. (laughs) like a motherfucker. And then so, like, after we stopped recording, I, like, you know, talked for two seconds with Omid, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry for saying that. And he laughed, and he's like, I understand where you were coming from. And he's like, you you did a good job in, you know, then correcting yourself. And I was like, I feel like I didn't. <laughs> but <laughs> Don't even worry, because remember, like, I'm not going to go into the full thing, but I've had some awful takes just not thinking about it and sticking my foot in my mouth, not, like, not even thinking about it, just like, oh, you know, this matches up, this is fine, and then you're like, oh, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Um, I know exactly what moment you're talking about, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, um, whatchamacallit, I can respect Ben Affleck now, right? I'm still not the biggest fan of a lot of his roles, but I think he's a good director. Um, I loved Gone Girl. I loved The Accountant. Argo was phenomenal. Um, I just don't think that he was good in the role of, say, um, what you call it, as Batman, right? I just didn't think it was good. Um, and I thought that he didn't want to do it, and you could tell that. So it's like, I disliked that. I disliked the Batman casting. I disliked the whole idea of Batman versus Superman. Zack Snyder's thing is always that he wants to do stories about, like, a god versus, like, a human. Like, a very David and Goliath, like, a human standing up to a god, right? He did it in 300. He tried to do it again in Batman versus Superman. And I've even seen interviews where he's talked about that, you know? So it's like, he, whereas, you know, Superman is supposed to be this benevolent person who's like a symbol of hope for people, Zack took him and made it seem as if he was just too godlike and had to have Bruce Wayne being the person who takes him down a peg. And I just didn't like that storyline with that at all. He had no choice but to do what he did because he didn't bring those guys into existence. He just had to fight them. What's supposed to do? Just like you think the death and destruction that happened from him fighting would have been less than like what would have happened if uh, was it Grodd would have won? Zod. Zod. I was going to say Grodd. Oh, I think of the the gorilla. Was that Grodd? Gorilla Grodd. That was his name. Yep. I always say that. I always say that. Like, it's the same thing. And, you know, I'll I'll kick it back to Marvel, too, even though I'm a Marvel fan. It's like, um, you know, that's why I never understood the Sokovian Accords, you know, the whole thing. Like, oh, well, you know, um, frickin' most of Sokovia got fucked up during the Battle of Age of Ultron. And it's like, yeah, well, Ultron was going to destroy the entire world by making Sokovia a literal meteor, you know? And it's like... I guess it's because they're like, well, who made uh, Ultron? 
No, I know. Tony Rude. Yeah, I've heard that as well. My point in saying is that the same thing with Superman where they said, oh, look, all this stuff got destroyed. And it's like, yes, casualties are going to happen. Um, and that's unfortunate. But when a being comes to Earth with the intention of wiping out the humanity, it's like you have to do whatever you can to make sure that you stop that person. So it's like, I don't know where this big hatred for Superman was, but then you have where like, and then like, let's go Batman versus Superman was awful because of that whole thing. Fucking Jesse Eisenberg was literally the worst Lex Luthor I've ever seen he in my life. Disgusting. I do not count him. He played Mark Zuckerberg. And I've said that before when I'm like on things, I'm like, Oh, you mean Mark Zuckerberg? Cause he played that from the social network as Lex Luthor. And that to me, like, again, I I'm don't care. I will sit here and hate everyone who is like a huge, like Snyder cultist is like, Oh, Snyder understands these characters. It's like, does he, because he has Batman using guns. He has Lex Luthor as like a tech millennial bullshit. Guns. He made, he had Batman use guns, and I'm like, there's literally a famous panel in a comic book where Batman breaks a shotgun in half and says, this is the weapon of the enemies. We will not use it. We don't need to use it. And it's like, so you're saying that you understand Batman, but yet you're having him use a gun. Does it make like- I guess everything he's ever stood for. Yeah, it's completely 100%. You put Batman and Superman against each other, and it's like, I'm sorry, the suit that Batman built looked like shit. And it's like, again, um, Superman's a literal god, right? Well, not he's an alien, right? But the strength of what you would imagine a god would have strength as. Um and freaking Paulie said a demigod. There you go. A demigod. Yeah. He's indestructible. The only thing that beats him is a little green rock, which is almost hilarious, but you know what I mean. <laughs> is this a rock? Which ends up giving uh, freaking Lex Luthor cancer. Yep. I remember that plot line from um, Justice that League Unlimited. Yeah, I remember it. Like, to me, I was like, that's canon. I mean, I can't see any reason why it wouldn't be. To me, I, I, yeah, no, 100%. I believe that's canon. Um, but the point is, like, you ha- Batman versus Superman, how is he supposed to fight him, you know? And then you have Wonder Woman thrown in there for no reason, which, no complaints, Gal Gadot is amazing, and arguably the best thing about that freaking movie, the Martha scene, which is the most cringy fucking Martha! Martha! Oh, and Lois Lane just pops up out of nowhere, conveniently. Same thing she did in freaking Justice League. Uh... Uh, I hate it. And then, the biggest... The biggest crime of all with Batman versus Superman was them misusing Scoot McNary and not making him Metallo. Oh, my God. I was saying, are we going on the Scoot McNary thing? Always, always. If they would have at least went, if they would have at least followed through with that, I would have been a little bit more interested. Fair enough, fair enough. Batman vs. Superman was horrible. I 100% agree with you where it's like, I think we're watching... Two different movies. To me, <laughs> I felt so... Okay, can I tell you really quick? Freaking, I watched that movie a couple of years ago with Pauly. And I remember we sat down and watched it. And once it was done, I was like, that's the worst three hours of my life. Zack Snyder needs to give me my money back. 
Polly fell asleep in. Polly fell asleep during Justice League. We That's what. We, we, we fell asleep that last time through it. And we then they quickly see the, it the try. We we had open eyes with it and went, you know what? Yeah. Right, let's watch it. But I've been burnt too many times to spend <laughs> that much money to watch a bad movie. We went to go see it, I think, literally it's last week in theaters, right? I didn't jump to see it in theaters. I think it was, like, you know, weeks had gone by. It was one of those things, like, you know, you sit there and you go, let's go see a movie. What's in the theaters? And it's like, oh, Justice League's in. I I guess we should go see it. It is a superhero movie and, you know, whatever. I guess this is, like, the last week it's out pretty much because it had been in the theater for a while at this point. You know, oh, it's only two hours. You know, let's go watch it. And I remember there was at some point in the movie, I was so bored that I sat there and I was like, if I'm bored, he must be bored. And I look to my side and Paulie is asleep. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is a terrible movie. <laughs> um, he's saying he doesn't even remember it. <laughs> That's how bad it was. no idea what happened. That no one knows. <laughs> That's why we have to have by the way, Brittany. Um, be prepared on Twitter because the Snyder Cut is coming in a few days. So the four-hour version of Snyder's oh, vision oh, is coming. Oh. Mean the internet will be insufferable in a few days. That's the thing. It's like it's kind of like when uh, I used to like. It's the it's not the movies that get me as much as the fandom when people get ravenous. That's like. Uh, dream like the minecraft streamer like i think he's i think he's probably pretty cool but dude his fan base is ravenous isn't that the same thing with like the fan base for like tommy in it and george not found yes, yes all those phantoms which i you know i don't want that hate sent towards me i already had the hawkeye hate i don't need that hate let's move on that <laughs> <laughs> i'm out Batman versus superman perfect let's continue um I'm going to pick a movie where I feel like I'm going to get a lot of hate for. (laughs) Um, It's really a trilogy, honestly. Um, And it's going to be the Sam Raimi version of Spider-Man, which is the ones with Tobey Maguire. Oh, oh, oh. I think it's very overrated. Um, like Snyder, Sam Raimi has a cult online, but I don't think he does anything to feed into it. So it's like, I don't think it's him. I think it's just the people. Um, Sam Raimi, by the way, is directing Doctor Strange. Kind of excited for it, but also and not. Sam Raimi's the one with uh, Tobey Maguire, right? Sam Raimi directed the Tobey Maguire film. So the three oh, okay. ones. So, so Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, right? And it's like, you know, there's a lot of good things from that trilogy. I think Tobey Maguire was a great Peter Parker. I like oh, Doc. I like Doc Op. Willem Dafoe was a great. And I don't think it, it's not the case with Zack Snyder where like, I think Sam Raimi gets these characters. Cause I think they all were good. J. Jonah Jameson, you know, JK Simmons playing him. Like I'm not taking that away. Um, I just think that they're not as good as people like act. Like, when I say overrated, right. They're not, bad they don't hold up really well to today because i actually watched the first two recently and they suffer from that like early 2000s late 90s like 
you know, sort of feel. It's, but you know, like. The adult, like, they're like, these are children. It's like. Oh, my God. That's the best. That I do. That's the best thing going back and rewatching it where they're like, yeah, no, Tobey Maguire is totally a high schooler. He's not like 35 years old. <laughs> He's totally yeah, a high schooler. Yeah. Like, totally, totally. <laughs> um, but people like dislike Tom Holland's Spider-Man because they love the Sam Raimi trilogy so much. They're like, no, nothing else is as good because Sam Raimi didn't do it. That's where my like problem comes in, where it's like they think that because it's the first, right? It's like the blueprint, and it's like we can respect that it came first, but it, there's a new Spider-Man now, and that doesn't – and yeah, they're different, but that doesn't mean you have to dislike it because Sam Raimi hasn't done it. Like that's where it's, I feel as if the Sam Raimi trilogy is overrated because it's like it's campy. It has like these weird, you know, late 90s, early 2000s stereotypes. Freaking all of them are adults playing high schoolers. You know, Mary Jane is such an insufferable damsel in distress. Every scene she's like falling off a building. It's like, oh, God, you know, it's yeah, so annoying to me. Everybody mm-hmm. still talks about the Spider-Man quiz, though. It cracks me up. Well, that was a big deal when that first came out. It was like, oh, my God, it's so cute. It's so cute. He's upside down. They're kissing. And it's like in that reality, and I go, that's weird. She's like making out with his chin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so it's like I disliked that. And again, when I say there's a lot of good, we have the famous with great power comes great responsibility line. Um, I still think about that line. Yeah, so it's like I'm not sitting here saying that there's it's bad. I think it's just a little overrated in the sense that people cannot accept the new Spider-Man like movies because it's not the Sam Raimi. Like people are saying they're going, oh, Sam Raimi needs to get together and get together with Tobey Maguire and make the fourth Spider-Man. It's like, that's not going to happen. It's been like over a decade. You know, Tobey Maguire's older now. You know, we have a new Peter Parker. We have the MCU that's going in a direction. They're not going to just make the the fourth Spider-Man movie. It's not going to happen. You know, and plus, the fourth Spider-Man movie fell apart because Kristen Dunst didn't want to play Mary Jane anymore. Like, she literally walked if she mm-hmm. can make the whole movie fall apart, I mean, at that point, was it should it really continue if one person could ruin it? And the third one was terrible, and I hear a lot of it is because um, Sam Raimi was having a lot of disagreement with Sony. He wanted to make a different movie. They didn't want him to make that movie, so he kind of just made a shit movie just to say fuck you to them. You know, because you look at, like, comparison to the previous two movies, how bad, like, the third one is, um, and it kind of makes sense that this director did as, like, a fuck you, um, which is kind of hilarious. I will admit that. But um, I think – I'm sorry. I'm talking, like, over and over. I want – you know, you've seen the three, right? You know what I'm yeah. talking about. The third one's awful. The third one's so bad. Like, and the thing is, I did love those movies, but to me, it's like, Tom Holland plays such a good freaking, like, uh, Spider-Man, that it's like, I just don't think both of them, though, are better than the, uh, what's his name, the other Spider-Man, the one I don't care about. Andrew Garfield. 
Yeah. I don't know why people were obsessed with him. People are so – well, okay, I will say that I think the only reason people got really obsessed with Andrew Garfield, and I kind of admit that it's kind of messed up. So, you know, he was playing uh, Spider-Man in The Amazing Spider-Man movies. Um, and those movies came out just, I think, around the time of, like, the first phase of Marvel and we just got, like, our first Avengers movie, you know, and we were creeping up into, say, like, the second Avengers movie. And people online were like, man, it sucks that we don't have Spider-Man in the Avengers because he was always in the Avengers. And Andrew Garfield was the one who really pushed and campaigned for Sony and Disney to, like, make amends and kind of have a relationship where Sony could And then they end. yeeted him out of here. And then they yeeted him. And then so Sony oh, was like. Sad. Oh, no. <laughs> so Sony was like, cool, we'll definitely um, make a relationship with, you know, Disney and we'll have Spider-Man in. It's like, yeah, but you're not included in the contract. You're not going there. Growing up and then being like, oh, yeah, we're all going to Branson except for you. And it's like, what? Yeah. So yeah. that was like the big thing is that pretty much Andrew Garfield got like no credit for what he did. And then he got yeeted out of the role. Um, so that was like people's big thing because he was really excited to play that character. There was like a Comic-Con where he showed up in the Spider-Man suit and like no one thought no one knew it was him until like he decided to take the mic from something and then took the thing off. And people were like, oh, my God, it's Andrew Garfield. So it's like he clearly loved the role, but I never saw either. I, I never saw either um, of his movies. I did. I'll say that I like the idea that he was with Gwen Stacy over Mary Jane because I liked Emma Stone. So it's some guys in the movies. Well, yeah, because I think she dies in the comics. That's why Peter then gets with Mary Jane. Because fucked up. <laughs> um, I heard that the second one was bad. You know, they tried to shove like too many villains in it, and people didn't like it for that reason. Well. All right. I, I guess I can see that where it's like, dude, this guy a little too much to focus on. Yeah. So I just find so I find the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy overrated, not really because of what he did, because, yeah, I look back on it and I don't think it holds up that much. But, <clears throat> you know, you can't blame the movie. It came out in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, it was one of the first uh, Superman you know, superhero movies out there, you know, not including, say, like the Batman movies. And, you know, for many of people my age, Tobey Maguire was our Spider-Man. So I don't dislike it in that sense. I just mostly dislike it because it feels like the Sam Raimi fans can't let it go. People ruin the best of things where it's like we could fully accept, like, yeah, this is a good movie until everybody freaks out over it. It's like it is like. Didn't the Transformer fandom ruin it for you? 100%. I love Transformers until I got into the fandom. And so that and that kind of also was Supernatural. The fandom kind of ruined it for Supernatural. So I have, like, stopped really being in fandoms because they can really annoy the shit out of you. So it's like 
you know, I love Marvel and I stick with my GVN crew because we're amazing, you know, but I don't really engage with Marvel with anyone else. And with American Gods, you know, which you can argue is like another like obsession of mine. Um, who do I talk to that about with you and Michael, you know, the guy from Thoroughly Modern Reviewer. So yeah. it's, those are the only two people really I talk about and Kelly, but it's like, I don't, which the fandom's not, the fandom's weird. You have people who like are just along for the ride, kind of like me. Then you have people who are like book purists and can't accept anything unless it's done with the book. And then you have people who um, are really big, like, fans of the original showrunners from season one who can't like you know you have a lot of people you know that's a that's a reason why i don't get into the american gods fandom a lot because you have people who are just hate watching it like since the showrunners from season one left it's like they're only there to hate watch it and i'm like i'm just gonna sit here and enjoy and i don't care about looking at the like reactions on twitter i'm just gonna sit here and enjoy the fucking show yeah. You're like, I'm not looking deep into it. I just want to enjoy the movie because I really enjoy the actors exactly. or the show. Sorry, not the movie, but you get me. I got you. But yeah, so uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man is my number three. Brittany, what is uh, the number two for this list? Technically, you're number one. Okay, you're going to laugh at me, but I, I have a good reasoning for it, okay? Okay. So you can't judge me. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go with Silence of the Lambs. You're picking your own movie. <laughs> My own favorite movie, and I have a good reason for it, okay? Okay. And you know how much, like, the awards has won, like, everything for it. But the thing is, is that the reason I'm so obsessed with it is because of Hannibal. Hannibal shows up, I think, what is it, like, eight minutes out of the entire movie? Yeah. And the rest of it's really good, but anytime I'm, like, holding it to a true high regard in my head, it's for Hannibal. It's not It's not really for Clarice. You know, she's amazing, but we're kind of seeing, like, you know, Clarice is getting her own movie, right? And it's oh, like yeah. people are excited for it, but the moment they were like, oh, Hannibal's not going to be in it, they kind of were like, eh, okay, I'm not, you know, I'm not as enthused because – Hannibal is great because of Clarice. Clarice is great because of Hannibal. They're not like, oh, one of those things where it's just like, oh, you know, Clarice is just bad by herself. Because I thought, you know, she does make a really important note, like, on, you know, being a woman in a very male-dominated world and the way that those men treated her, you know, when she's trying to become a detective. And kind of, like, finding her own way and kind of being, you know, that fierce force. So I think that's great. But... The thing was is that Hannibal and Clarice played so well off of each other. Now, if I had an entire movie where, you know, Hannibal was never in it and it was her tracking him down and all that stuff, I think I would still be like, this is a great movie. But I wouldn't be like, it, this is my all-time favorite movie. I can be well, it, skeptical it's just, of it. It's just funny that it's your all-time favorite movie and you're, like, roasting it so hard. <laughs> it's like, well... If I can be rough on Star Wars, and I can be rough on the rest of these. I can be rough on my favorite movie. But just because that's the thing is, like, I think it's important. It's, like, it can be overrated and still be your favorite movie. It's just, like, 
my thing is, is that if I had a full movie that was all about Hannibal and Clarice, it would probably become my all-time favorite movie at that point. But there's more to the story than just Hannibal and Clarice. You know, there is the story about Buffalo Bill and, you know, the women he's killing and the well and everything. But still, when I watch the movie, sometimes I do skip through some parts because I'm like, oh, you know, I've seen that part a million times. But watching the Hannibal and Clarice parts never get old to me. And I think it's important to judge a movie by more than eight minutes of the actual film. I can't remember if it's eight minutes or like 16. It's like something like very few. It's under 20 minutes of Hannibal. Yeah, it's one of those um, like uh, tidbits, you know. Um, but whatchamacallit. it? The first, so I obviously knew about Silence of the Lambs, right? I knew about Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. How could you not, right? But the first time I saw the movie was actually with you a few years ago. And then we rewatched it a few weeks ago. It was on, and we just decided to watch it. And it's it's good, right? It's good. Um it's not it's cuz it's funny cuz you could tell it's not a movie that they really made during that time. Um there's a few things like looking back watching it that I would say change. Um the transitions are a little strange in it. Um and there's a lot of scenes that like if you notice back in the day scenes used to have like no no background like noise like nothing to like no background music it was just very like plain sounds i don't know if that makes sense but there were a few scenes where i was like you know i don't know but hannibal lecter is phenomenal in it i mean the best the best there's a a reason why anthony hopkins won an oscar for that even though it could have very well have only been say eight minutes of screen time um I don't know, like, because I'm not, I haven't seen it, like, a whole lot, and I'm not as big of, like, a fan as you are. I I love it. I think it's a great movie, but I'm just not as, like, uh, invested as you are. So I can't say if it's necessarily overrated or not. Um, it is just funny when you look back and you're like, wow, Anthony Hopkins was only in it for, like, a solid ten minutes. <laughs> I don't like it, though. It feels like his scenes are, like, I think because he, he, he's the catalyst of the movie. Like, everything that goes on is because he gently guided her in that direction. Not that, like, oh, they wouldn't have been able to find out on their own, but it's like, you know, her boss, which I can't think of his name off the top of my head, like, you know, the the dude that wanted her to basically be the sacrificial lamb to, you know, Hannibal to get this information. I still want to know how he knew that, Hannibal would like her enough to, I don't know, but that may also lead back to, uh, you know, they have a long history together, those two characters. Um, It could also be like, um, there could be like some sexist undertones to it, like, oh, look, we have a pretty girl, give it to Hannibal. He'll he'll melt, you know, for her. He'll melt, oh my gosh. You know, it's funny when you sit there and think about, like, Hannibal Lecter having such a small role in that movie. You sit there and go, what was the rest of the movie about? Like, I sit there and I'm legit like, so what takes up the rest of the time? <laughs> right, right. No, um, I think, like, I do love the other parts. I'm just not as invested in them. Me either, no. I mean, I wasn't really ever invested in the Buffalo Bill, um, you know, parts or anything like that. I'm not really invested in anything else. Uh, 
What'd you say? They're gruesome. They are gruesome, but I, I re, when we were rewatching it, right, a few weeks ago, and the scene where Buffalo Bill gets the girl into his van, I'm like, how stupid is this woman? Is that bad that I sat there and said, because he's like, oh, he's like, can you help me with this couch? Yeah, can you just get in to help me? Like, get go into my van to help me. And then he, like, pushes her in, like, closes the door. And I'm like, dude, are you I kidding? Know. <laughs> I don't know if you're trying to make a good commentary because she does seem, like, naive because of who her yeah. mom is. But also, what's the governor's daughter doing, like, living in a really shitty, like, apartment somewhere? Right? Like, you know, and again, like, this is not me, like, I don't want to, I do not want to be called a vic, victim blamer, right? Not at all. But it's a movie, right? So you could sit there and go, who wrote this? Who wrote this character? Because if this were real life, that girl would have had a freaking whistle. She would have had a fucking pepper spray. She would have, like, some creepy dude in the middle. She would have been sprinting to her home, calling the cops, you know? Like, the fact that she was like, oh, okay, sure, I'll put all my groceries down and like get in the van and shit like that who wrote that (laughs) flashbacks to like the time i nearly like went with the guy to go help him find his lost puppy and my brother like dragging me back into the house i'm very thankful that i never had a moment like that but um yeah i can't like now that we're talking about signs of the lambs i guess it's like you know, the big reason why you think of Silence of the Lambs is Hannibal Lecter, and he's only in it for, like, eight minutes. So in a very large sense, you could say that the film is overrated because you don't really care about the rest of the movie. So, uh, And my thing is, like, don't get me wrong, still my favorite movie, but, 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 but I think it's important to <laughs> give it the fair treatment that I gave all the other ones. Um. So... I think it's perfect. Silence of the Lambs, number two. Let's get down to the number one in our top ten most overrated movies. I'm going to go through the list before we get to number one. We have Fight Club, Twilight, Unbreakable, The Irishman, Star Wars, Avatar, Batman vs. Superman, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, Silence of the Lambs, and the number one on our top ten most un- overrated movies is Karate Kid. I'm sorry, Brittany. You, put- you just wanted to hurt me. <laughs> I, heard you up. I heard you, like, hesitate when you put uh, a fight club on the list, you bitch. You put fight club down, I gotta put Karate Kid. But no, seriously, like, I love freaking Cobra Kai. You know how much I love Cobra Kai. but And I hadn't ever seen um, Karate Kid before I saw Cobra Kai. And so after I watched the first two seasons, went back, watched Karate Kid, and I just didn't think it lived up to the hype. You're um, uncultured. I'm just saying, I think from watching Cobra Kai and loving the character of Johnny so much and, like, rooting for him, that you really kind of dislike Daniel LaRusso knowing what he grows up to be. Um, I don't think that he's a very good fighter <laughs> at all. Um, some of it was like super corny and that ending was like the worst ending ever. You know, it didn't seem like he deserved to be there among all of these like fantastic, talented fighters and shit like that. And the end of the movie like completely ends with him doing his illegal kick, by the way, against Johnny and then completely, and then completely fades to black. And it's like, 
wait, what? That was the most like like blunt freaking ending that I've ever seen in a movie. Hmm? It's a jarring. Hey, I will, you know, have you watched uh, How I Met Your Mother? Yes. Uh, well, I've seen the I've seen the episodes with um, Johnny and Larusso in it. Where he's like, he's like, I just his biggest dream or something like that was like, oh, I want to meet the guy from Karate Kid, and then they bring Larusso, and he's like, not that guy. He did an illegal kick. Like, I want the other guy. No, I know, and I think that's what, like, inspired the um, creation of Cobra Kai in the first place. Did they ever state that in the movie, that he did an illegal kick? I forget now. I don't think so. I think that was, like, explored in the show, where it was like, hey, he kind of did an illegal kick, but then it's weird that the people who were behind the tournament, like, allowed that. They just really fucking hated him. They're like, like, I guess we let him get a lot of shitty, like, hits on him. Yeah, it was weird. So, I'm going to put Karate Kid down as the number one most overrated movie. Sorry, Brittany. Um, But I don't love you. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, um, Karate Kid is my number one. I think we did a great job in our top 10 most overrated movies. Um, I don't have any honorable mentions. Do you? Um, I think I had, uh, let me look, let me look. What was it? Uh, Pulp Fiction, I think I had on there. That makes sense. I feel like it's too overloved and doesn't really deserve it. I guess it's like, It's good, but it's, like, people, it goes back to people just being obsessed with it. You know what I mean? Like, where the fandom ruins it, where it's like, yeah, it's really good, but is it good enough that you're, like, carving its name into your leg or something? Like, I've had that at school. At school, like, people were obsessed, like, during that phase of school where people were like, yeah, I'm going to do crazy shit with, like, there was a guy I remember in school that liked to, just for the shock factor, put eraser burns on his skin while we were in the middle of class so he could see your reaction. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. I feel like I had those same exact people in my school. It's like, you need a hobby, a better hobby than what you're a doing. A better hobby than that. <laughs> but, um... Well, you know, Brittany, I think we did a fantastic job with our top ten most overrated movies of all time. Um, Do you still love me, even huh? though I put your favorite movie on there? Slightly, slightly. Um, but <laughs> you know, like, first you oversleep, and now you do this to me. I just, you, baby, you keep hurting me. You're gonna catch hands. You're just gonna catch hands. But, um, Brittany, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you, what you got going up next, and all that good stuff. I'm hoping to not be found in a grave after Tia's done it. <laughs> but, um, you can always find me at Twitch on Itty Bitty Brit, uh, Twitter at Itty Bitty Brit Zero, and I think TikTok at Itty Bitty Brittany. I had a friend that was like, you don't know your own TikTok name, and I said, I just, uh, I don't know, I just forgot. What'd you say? It's like you just made it. <laughs> I know, I was like, well, I made it, like, a, a like a little while back, but I couldn't remember, like, I think Itty Bitty Brit was taken, so I was like, I'll take Itty Bitty Britney, but, uh, but yeah, this is the where you find me, I've been streaming on Twitch for a while now, and 
and then playing a Pokemon randomizer, and I was pretty triggered that uh, a rocket grunt through a freaking... Oh, we might have lost Brittany, maybe? Well, I'll finish up for her. Please make sure that you check out Brittany and all her fantastic things. She's a very dedicated streamer who spends a lot of hours making people happy on Twitch. Um, as for me, please make sure that you check me out at geekvibesnation.com. Uh, it has links to all of our social media outlets there. Um, you can also check out my interviews that I've been doing with the cast of American Gods. Um, I've interviewed Ian McShane, Bruce Langley, Ricky Whittle, Eric Johnson, Omid Abtahi, Yatidi Badaki. Please make sure you check that out. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TC underscore Stark. Um, and we will see you again next time for next week's Top 10. Have a great day. See ya. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.